Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. You've got the home of the truth. Back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Well, I got a message from somebody who said, hey, you know what? Tradition doesn't matter anymore. Geography doesn't matter anymore, does it? It's all about television money. Well, it sure looks that way in college athletics. And if we're going to talk about TV and college athletics, we need to talk with Bob Thompson. Bob Thompson is the former president of Fox Sports Networks. Uh, he began his career in the 80s. He was selling cable television subscriptions in Aloha, Oregon. Grew up in Portland, attended the University of Oregon, so he's got a dog in the fight. Bob Thompson, former president of Fox Sports Networks, joining us. Thank you for making time, and thank you for your expertise. Thanks, thanks for having me, John. Let's talk about you know that that idea you know tradition, uh, you know geography. These are things that used to matter. It, it appears as though the teams are all chasing money now in TV deals. You've negotiated these deals for years at Fox. Uh, what do you make of what we're seeing on the landscape? Well, it's not really surprising. These types of movements tend to happen as the existing television contracts <clears throat> come to their you know their end. Um, you saw back in 2010 and 11 with some movement out of the um, Big 12 to the SEC and from the Big 12 to the Big 10. And so it's not surprising that if this was going to happen, it, it would be happening about now. Yeah, and I see UCLA and USC go, and I know you and I have talked off air about the financials of that, but Help us understand when the Big Ten is looking to add members and it's got a billion-dollar deal that has been reported, what do they need to see in order to be interested in teams? Because I think Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, you know, there are a lot of programs looking going, hey, why not us? Why those two L.A. schools? Right. Well, the first things that the conferences look at are certainly market size, history, tradition, uh, the brands, um, fan base size size, general interest in the program. And that's all very important to the conference. Then, you know, you bring in the TV aspect, and what the TV guys are looking at is certainly the market size because that generates ad revenue. So they're trying to figure out what the good matchups are going to be, what the rates are going to be, what the projections will look like from an ad sales standpoint. Then the TV networks also look at the, the subscription revenues. Now, whether you're a broadcast network or a cable network like the Big Ten Network, you charge your your cable operators a fee to carry those channels. And in the case of the broadcast networks, they charge the cable operators as well. And so they're going to estimate how much they're going to generate in revenue from those two sources. In the case of a conference channel like the Big Ten Network, there's usually a rate card that is kind of somewhat bifurcated in that in the core territory or the home states of the schools that are involved in the conference, there's a fee of X, let's say a buck, per sub, per month. And in the markets outside of the conference, it would be significantly less, so say 25 cents. 
And so by flipping what was once an outer market the size of Southern California, I don't think they could get away with charging a dollar in the whole state of California, but by flipping Southern California from the outer market fee to the inner market fee, um, you're going to generate some significant dollars. Then the other things they look at is certainly what the comparables are for other conferences. You know, everybody's got a feel of where everybody needs to to be in the, in the scale of things. And then, you know, how many schools are in the conference, what the inventory is going to be, what kind of windows you've got to show the games, et cetera. And then last but not least is, you know, it's, a lot of it comes down to your gut. You know, the people who negotiate these deals, at whether I don't care what network you're talking about, all of them have been doing this a long time. And they've got a gut, and they, they, they'll follow their gut. We're talking to Bob Thompson, former president of Fox Sports Network. Uh, Bob, let me ask you, you know, uh, if the Big Ten is looking to expand. Uh, you know, we've all seen the reports about Notre Dame. There are some fan bases like Stanford and Washington and Oregon are going, hey, why not us? Uh, I, I keep pointing back to the, to the numbers, the financials of what they could bring potentially in a TV deal. Am I reading that right? Yes, definitely. I think if, you know, I'm a school or an institution looking at bringing in additional schools, I'm going, okay, well, we're going to split the money 16 ways instead of 14 ways. So am I going to be able to um, go back to my TV partners and say, all right, I want to not be diluted on a per-year payout by school, so you're going to give me something comparable for those teams we're adding so that everybody stays the same. The only other option, which has happened in the past, would be for schools to agree to take a lesser distribution over some period of years uh, until they become a, quote, full-fledged distribution partner. That's currently happening in the Big Ten right now with Maryland and Rutgers. I think Nebraska is, is out of the doghouse and getting a full, um, a full distribution now. Let me ask you because, you know, you worked in this world and you have negotiated deals uh, with Fox and uh, a number of conferences. Uh, it appears now that, you know, ESPN was driving the Texas and Oklahoma defection to the SEC, and now Fox has made its move with UCLA and USC. Has it always been that way? Is TV steering this in prior decades, or is this new stuff, Bob? Uh, I think it's safe to say that there's not many conference maneuvers that don't happen without some input from television. I don't want to say that television is driving the bus on the changes, but I guarantee you Fox didn't find out about this on Thursday morning. <laughs> it, 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 it just uh, it blows my mind that we're, you know, we're looking at such a transitional time uh, the the latest uh, the latest report is that the Pac-12 is considering a loose partnership with the ACC. Uh, the ACC has a deal, as you know, that runs through 2036. The Pac-12 has uh, done business with ESPN, and ESPN is their partner. Um, how would that work in your mind if if the Pac-12 is bringing its ten teams into the fold and the ACC is on the other side? How does TV glue that together? Well, that's it's a little bit of a problematic scenario, if you ask me, because in order for you know these guys to be joined at the hip somehow, someone's going to have to 
create a new grant of rights, correct? So the schools grant their rights to the conferences, and then the conferences com compile those rights and then sell them to the networks. Um, certainly, I think that's probably one of the reasons why they moved up the media negotiation window for the, for the PAC-12. Uh, they can certainly ascertain very quickly in the next 30 days whether or not Fox is interested. Say that 30 days pass, Fox is not interested, they can then go ahead and cut a deal with ESPN. Uh, the ACC side, though, given that their grant of rights is till 2036, if somehow they open up their grant of rights, the possibility there exists that you're opening up the barn door and a few of the mm. horses are going to run out of the corral. Mm. Um, and so you've, you've got to make sure that everybody's committed so that, you know, once those rights do open up, you're not letting people out. They've got to be firmly committed. Is that why so maybe? Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't think it's impossible for that type of an alliance, and certainly it could be very beneficial because you're probably not going to have to do quite so much traveling. Um, you know, maybe there's some... Uh, you play a couple of ACC teams a year, and the ACC plays a couple of Pac-12 teams a year, but you're not going back every week. Mm. Um, and it probably certainly helps for uh, the you know the non non basketball football sports. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking just thinking out loud here. You know, I, I was told that they were exploring a loose partnership. And now I'm wondering if the reason why it has to be a loose partnership is that grant of rights that you mentioned with 2036, because then if it were just a partnership, maybe the ACC doesn't open up the the, uh, the rights there. That's possible. But I think right now, if I'm in the Pac-12, I'm probably a little concerned about anything considered to be loose or not. <laughs> right. Amen to that. Uh, you know, give me an idea because, you know, people have asked me, why does Bob Thompson care so much about this? Because, you know, you've been quoted about it. And why do you care so much? Oh, it's just something uh, I've always, you know, continue to have an interest, even though I'm not working full-time anymore. And you combine that with the fact I had rotator cuff surgery three weeks ago. I've got plenty of time on my hands right now. <laughs> you're, you're, the history of this conference has uh, flown out the window, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering, you know, as you, as you look at media rights markets of the Big 12 versus maybe the ACC, um, which of those two conferences do you think is more attractive if you're going to partner with one of those and in, in you're the Pac-12? Uh, Big 12 or ACC? Yep, just from a media standpoint. Uh, ACC, without a doubt. Um, if you put the geography aside, the markets are significantly better. I mean, you total up all the ACC TV homes in the top 40 markets, and you give them New York because Syracuse is there. That's like 28 million homes. Big 12, um, you know, it's, it's, it's more like 14 million homes. So wow. it's, a, it's a big difference. Yeah, that's not even close when, when you uh, compare those two things. Um, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I don't want to keep you too long here, but, you know, what do you think the future of this looks like? Well, you know, none of us, I don't think, could have foreseen – the Big Ten taking USC and UCLA a decade ago, or maybe uh, we didn't see it trending in that direction. Um, you know, as long as there are multiple bidders, Fox, ESPN, maybe some of the streaming services, uh, you know, I, let me ask you that. How much, how much do you think the streaming services will factor 
moving forward? Or are we always going to see the big players, Fox, ESPN, CBS, et cetera, uh, you know, have first dibs? I think for now the streaming services won't be in a first position. I think what you probably will see is um, some of the conferences begin to carve out uh, streaming portions. In fact, you know, ESPN is already doing that with ESPN+. Plus. I mean, they've got a streaming component with the Big 12. They've got a streaming component with the ACC and the SEC. So they're, they're doing that. If you're talking about people like Netflix, uh, Apple TV+, Plus, those type of things, I think, you know, maybe a piece here and there, but not as a primary carrier, no MLS-type deal where they're going to, you know, put all their rights on Apple. Let me ask you, what, what do you think happens to the Pac-12 networks? Well, I think it's probably not going to continue as seven feeds, I mean, or even six feeds if you get rid of the Southern California feed. Um, I think it was uh, not the, the correct – um, architecture to begin with. Um, I think if they had proceeded along the lines as we did with the Big Ten Network and, and subsequently S, uh, the SEC and ACC did with their networks, um, you know, single feed with the media partner who's got the chops to get the thing distributed, um, it, it, it would have been a much more successful venture. And I think in the future, if it's around, it's going to look more like that. We're talking to Bob Thompson, former president of Fox Sports Networks. Notre Dame, Bob, if I could just ask you there, how, how important is it for Notre Dame to, uh, to uh, get on board with a conference at this point versus staying independent? Well, you know, Notre Dame's always been that elusive catch. Um, I think for Notre Dame, what they have to figure out is if all of a sudden, you know, you're down to two or three conferences and you've got to play nine or maybe even ten conference games um, so they at least pay, play everybody in your conference every third year, it's going to be more difficult for them to schedule and to get games as an independent. I think that may have been one of the reasons BYU ran into the Big 12 arms. Um, I don't know of a lot of teams or schools that would turn down a home-and-home with Notre Dame, but if you're locked into X number of conference games, um, you know, it might, be, it might just be tough and, uh, for Notre Dame to get, some, to get a quality schedule. But, you know, there's still Notre Dame, and I think while they certainly control their own destiny, um, they're probably having the same conversations that all the conference offices are right now and that uh, all the various institutions are as well. Bob Thompson, hey, I appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you for joining us. No problem, John. Good stuff there. Fox Sports Network's president, former president, talking about the uh, possibility uh, and how media and television factor into this. I hadn't considered that the grant of rights in the ACC uh, extended to 2036. I hadn't considered why the loose partnership would be necessary. Um, it would definitely be necessary to keep the conference members, such as Miami uh, and Clemson in particular, that would probably love to jump out of the conference, uh, keeps them locked into the ACC.
Leave it here. You got the bald face truth statewide. Uh, Blazers not for sale. Why are they keep telling us that? I'll address it coming up. Back to the bald face truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. I want to know where your head is when it comes to two different things. Where are you on the Pac-12 conference needing to exist beyond the next couple of weeks? For me, it's important. I'd like to see the Pac-12 stick together, the Pac-10 or what's left of it stick together. It's a lot of what I've written about, talked about, and hoped for. Second topic uh, and you can weigh in there at 503-417-7575. Do you care if they go to the ACC, the Big 12? Do you care if they exist? Do you want what's best for Oregon or Oregon State, not necessarily the rest of the conference? You tell me. If you're listening in Salt Lake City, what do you care about? How about you in Colorado? How about the Bay Area? You tell me, Seattle. What do you care about? 503-417-7575 number. Second topic, the Blazers. Uh they issued a statement earlier today, second time they have released a statement on this front, but it was weird because nobody was talking about the Blazers being for sale today. Everybody's talking about the Pac-12, so much so that my eight-year-old, I was uh, driving around with her, and she said to me, hey, Dad, uh, what is uh, going on with the Pac-12? Is uh, Oregon going to stay in the Pac-12? She's eight. She's into it. She's eavesdropping. She's picking it up. She's talking about it. My dad told me, he said, I overheard somebody, he says it wasn't even a sports fan, and they were talking about, you know, the the Pac-12 conference and USC and UCLA, and I said, this is a big deal. But yet, the Blazers come out with nobody asking about them being for sale in the last 24 to 48 hours, as far as I know. Blazers come out, and they have their... Director of Corporate Communications, their Corporate Communications Manager, and their Chief Communications and Impact Officer issue a press release. Statement from Jody Allen, in which she basically says that her focus is to build championship teams like her brother. She trusts and expects our leaders and coaches to build winning teams that deliver results on and off the field blah, 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 and she says, as we've stated before, neither of the teams is for sale, and there are no sales discussions happening. A time will come when that changes, given Paul's plan to dedicate the vast majority of his wealth to philanthropy, but estates of this size and complexity can take 10 to 20 years to wind down. There's no preordained timeline by which the teams must be sold, she says, until then, my focus and that of our teams is on winning. That's from Jody Allen. I think it's really interesting that she would issue that statement. I definitely think the team's for sale. I don't, I'm not buying that, especially the Blazers. I think they will be sold. I, I said a couple months ago I thought it was 12 to 18 months to, to the point where we would get a sale. And I think that I stand by that. Um, I don't think that Phil Knight and Alan Smolinski are making an offer for the Blazers just because. I think they know. I think we all know. I think it's a worst-kept secret, and I think they know they're trying to remove any kind of leverage that would be on the other side of this sale 
and I think they're trying to uh, move this thing uh, in a direction where uh, the uh, they hold more of the leverage. But I want to know what you think about that. Blazers not for sale, say the Blazers. 503-417-7575. Let's go to the phone lines. Do you care about the Pac-12? What do you think is going to happen? Is a quote-unquote loose partnership with the ACC a win for the Pac-12? Is it a fallback? Is it a Band-Aid? What is it? Let's go to the phone lines. Roy's in Portland. Roy, welcome to the conversation. Hey, John, man. I just, hey, man, you've been, you've been doing some excellent reporting on this, man. I, I love JohnKinzano.com, man. That's, Thank you. Uh, it's been great, great articles. But Thanks, man. John, I got to tell you, man, I got a friend, man that I've known for 20 years that that's in an athletic department, in an athletic department in a big, one of the big 10 schools. He's not, he's high, he's not an athletic director, but he's pretty close. And I was told by him over the weekend that Oregon and Washington is not coming into the, they're not being invited. I agree. Into I agree. Yeah. He said, it, it's just like, you know, it, and it was just, and it was along the lines of what you were reporting with Bob. He's like, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Indiana, Purdue don't have any loyalty or owe anything to Washington and Oregon to take less money. You know what I mean? It's not like they need Washington and Oregon, and they're not going to take $6 million to $10 million less to put them in when they don't need them. You know, those, they don't owe anything to them. And if there was like a situation like a Maryland – or Rutgers, where they really wanted that media market, then maybe it would be some well you could take less. But they don't really need the the, the watch the Seattle, Portland, Oregon media market. So they I, I was told it's like Notre Dame, and it was not. It's like it's not a loose invitation. It, it's a loose invitation for Notre Dame, saying that it's not. It doesn't have to be like three weeks from now, or four weeks from now. It could be two years from now. And if Notre Dame said they want to join the Big Ten, then they'll let them in. You know, so it's not something like, well, we're waiting for Notre Dame, and then once Notre Dame says yeah or nay, then we're going to get Oregon. No, it's not like that. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know about the Pac-12. I feel sorry for the Pac-12. Uh, it's a great conference. I love tradition. I mean, it, it just seems like it, it. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like a couple months ago the Pac-12. It was articles about the Pac-12 not being happy with the payout. That they were yeah. with the nineteen million. Yeah. So I, I mean, did didn't we kind of see this coming? And 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 another thing is, I wonder. I mean, I, I like Phil Knight, but I, I asked myself reading your article. And I talked to my friends from Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State. Where would Oregon State and Washington State be if Phil Knight graduated from those schools? Oh yeah. Where would Oregon State be if Phil Knight? I mean, because Oregon's getting a lot of rides. Because a Phil Knight is a is an alum is an alum, and they're getting all types of you know Nike benefits and and everything. But you know where would Oregon be if Phil Knight wasn't wasn't donating hundreds of millions of dollars? They'd be in the same boat as Oregon State and Washington State. So I don't understand why some Oregon fans look down on on Oregon State. You would be in the same boat if it wasn't if it wasn't for Phil Knight. Yeah, you're right about that. Same boat. You're right about that. You're right about the numbers. The number that I'm told, I appreciate the call, Roy, and appreciate that you read at johnconzano.com. Um, the number that I was given as it pertains to uh, what makes sense for the 
for the uh, Big Ten Conference to take a member, it's about $71 million. That's what you have to justify in media revenue. Otherwise, the existing members are going to have to subsidize you uh, with part of their payout from Fox. With UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten Conference, the math works. See, they were able to go to Fox and go, hey, we're adding the Los Angeles market. You're going to get Palm Springs and Santa Barbara and L.A. and San Diego. Everybody, that you're getting that whole swath of televisions. It's the number two market in the country. And the Big Ten Conference and Fox were able to go, oh, yeah, that's going to add more than $70 million times two in media revenue. So the Big Ten Conference, they don't have to subsidize UCLA and USC. They are glad to have them. And in fact, their media deal is worth a little more because they're part of it. So it makes sense to cut them in. Now, Roy got, gets it right. Like it's 6 to 8 to $10 million that you'd have to take away from every Big Ten university if you took Oregon and Washington. Because, as Bob Thompson has told me, the former president of Fox, he estimates that the Seattle market plus the Portland-Eugene market are only about a total of $60 million in media rights value. It leaves the Big Ten members having to subsidize you know, another, what is that, uh, you know, $83 million a year because you got to get to $71 million times two if you're taking two universities and you're only getting $60 million back. So it's about $83 million difference. And it means that everybody's going to go, hey, are you going to be okay in perpetuity of this contract? Are you going to be okay taking $6 million a year less Purdue, Illinois, Iowa? Ohio State? And their answer is going to be no. It doesn't make sense to take Oregon or Washington. Now, if Oregon or Washington took less money, or if they did what Maryland did when they joined and said, look, just don't pay us as a full member for three years, um, then then it makes, it makes more sense. But right now, I think the Oregon and Washington to Big Ten conference conversation is stalled. And I think the conversation now is either the Pac-12 and ACC forming this third conference, loose partnership or whatever you want to call it, or the big, you know, the Big Ten conference and the SEC. Uh, the only the only other way you could go at them if you are the Pac-12 is if you attracted um, maybe two to four other teams that add value to your media deal, and the number for the Pac-12 conference is not 70 million to justify it's more like 30 million that's why Boise State Fresno State San Diego State don't make any sense for you Boise State brings 6 to 8 million dollars in media rights revenue there are only 500,000 television homes in all of Idaho so it just doesn't pencil out as much as like I look at Boise State and I go gosh it would be great to throw that dog a bone and let them into a major conference, they're just not sitting in a media hotbed. And so, you know, what do they bring, really? Let's go to Mark in Portland. Mark, what's on your mind? Uh, you know, college football, it's really becoming uh, – it's its so hard for the fans to follow. And, I mean, it's 
all these where you can jump in the portal, where you can, you know, take the two of the participants in your league and take them to another league. I, wouldn't it be nice if the Pittsburgh Steelers could get out of the Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati's division and jump into the Chargers and the Raiders division? I mean, the, this to me, I don't follow it like you, but it seems like there's so many people behind the scenes and there's so much corruption. It's When Roy calls, it sounds like he's talking about his Harlem Globetrotter League and all the rest of us are the Washington Generals. The SEC has complete control right now. And this is the Big Ten trying to make a play to try to, you know, equate the power that they have um, with this monopoly. So I only watch the Ducks. I don't have any interest in watching college football, but I'm watching every NFL game, John, because they're they're evenly matched. Uh, you, you, you had a Cinderella story with Cincinnati last year. You're never going to have that. You're never going to have an Oregon State, a Washington State, a Boise State team that's, that's going to be able to compete with the power. It's all about money now. And, I mean, it's it's completely – in my opinion, corrupting and going to corrupt the college sports. Yeah, and think about what the playoff would look like, you know, with these super conferences. Let's say they do go to a 12-team playoff. I mean, it's going to be impossible for the little guy to win one. Like, you're not going to get Boise State against Oklahoma, Statue of Liberty. You're not going to get Utah playing in a Sugar Bowl. Uh, you know, we've lost a lot of that. Some of the some of the things that make sports great, are, I think, are dead right now. Yeah, uh, the SEC, the, the, if you listen to what the commissioner of the SEC says, he does not want automatic bids because he wants, if there's an 18 playoff, he wants to get five SEC teams in the playoff so they yeah. can continue to dominate. And it's it's just not, it's like the NBA to me. I mean, I used to love watching, uh, you know, basketball back in the 80s, 90s, and even 2000s. But it's so, it's all these guys are deciding, it's like semi-pro football. All the, the best players are deciding which teams to play on to, you know, the Blazers can't compete with that. They're the Washington Generals. They, we want to get them back to getting in the playoffs. But realistically, can can they really compete for an NBA title? I mean, it just seems so difficult. So there's some similarities to me now because you've involved money. Amen to that. Appreciate you, Mark, in Portland. Our big splash is coming up. Bill Moose, he has worked as a athletic director in a number of conferences Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, uh, he'll be with us coming up at 4 o'clock. I want you here for it. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.